Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the week. I have some bad news to report, Ben. This is the very last episode of the PNC Percussion Wrestling Podcast. I received word from the CEO earlier today. Well, who's the CEO? Because I gotta go kick his ass now. Uh, he hasn't revealed himself. I got it through a text, and yeah, um, sorry, ladies and gentlemen. December, the the end of December, the end of twenty nineteen, and this is our last show ever. So, um, that being said, um, we are here for another week of the PNC Percussion Wrestling Podcast. Uh, 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 hold up! Hold up! What? I got the text from the CEO himself. Bullshit. It is not the last show. It is the last show. It is the last show of 2019. Not overall. At least, I don't know. My, my, my co-host has clearly been drinking. He's been in my, into my liquor cabinet. So... <laughs> Anyways, I'm your host, Elio Canella, along with the man that's always piercing barriers, my co-host, Ben Pierce. Ben, how's it going? Well, clearly you've been uh, sampling the eggnog, because you're, you're, uh, you're <laughs> <a little> great. <laughs> um, let, me, let me just clarify, this, this is our last show of the year. We will be back um, in uh, January. However, I, I should I should mention per, perhaps that was just wishful thinking on your part because at least we don't have to review uh, Bobby Lashley and Lana's upcoming wedding on the last show of the year for Monday Night Raw. And golly, my God, has 2019 sucked? For Monday Night Raw, and speaking, and we'll get into that um, on a much deeper analytical level uh, later on in the show. But first, we have to uh, review something else that sucked very, very badly. Uh, that being the TLC 2019, and I have to tell you. If that's going to be the last show, uh, the, the last hit, and it is, I'm just being facetious, but with that being the last show of 2019, uh, of the decade, actually, um, for in terms of pay-per-views, I gotta tell you, what a drizzling shit showcase of a way to end a decade, because 
you know, I, 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 I really I really thought that 2018 was going to be the worst banner year in WWE history. I really didn't see it um, getting any worse than it was. But 2019 went out of its way to just drive the WWE product, talking about the main roster now, into a ditch. Okay, which... Which, which may have, may or may not have contained underground power lines, which then caused an explosion of epic catastrophe that, that has become Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. I mean, this this year has just driven me to drink. You know, thank, thank well, God I'm- for. Uh, for NXT, you, want, you want you want you want one? Well, is there alcohol in the insure? Did you? Oh yeah, oh yeah, there can be. <laughs> what flavor is that, by the way? Chocolate. Ah, oh, very good, my man. I mean, I may have to. Uh, I may have to finally uh, crack the seal of my defenses and have my first insure ever. Well, it's better than the strawberry and vanilla, that's for sure. Because I tried them both, and they're disgusting. Well, well, thank you for that tip. <laughs> I will stay away from that. But uh, aside, aside from our uh, entertaining but also true banter to begin the show, um, let's move right into our review of... TLC. Oh my and, god. Uh, and Elio, just ahead of time, I I have I have to warn you, you might wanna make sure there's some there's some paper towels on hand because sarcasm will be dripping all over the place. Oh dear. In this okay. review. Hold on. Okay. Exactly. The walls are reinforced. So <laughs> the in our first match of the night, well, outside of the kickoff match, we saw Humberto Carrillo defeating Andrade for some ungodly reason. I can't for, explain. For, for a second, I thought you were going to say Humberto Del Rio. <laughs> no, no. I, I, uh, I avoided that. No, I know. I'm saying that's why. I, I, cause I caught what you did there. You almost said it. Exactly. Um, but, um, to kick off the main show, we had the New Day uh, defeating the Revival uh, in a tag team championship ladder match. Now, this was actually a good show. <coughs> a good match to begin the show, I should say. Okay. Um, because, you know, obviously the Revival was not going to win the championships considering that the New Day had just won them uh, previously. Now, um, there <coughs> there were a few nasty bumps in this match mm-hmm. that made me cringe a little bit. The first one being um, being an attempted suplex onto Big E uh, through a ladder. Uh, which, which the first 
first time, the ladder didn't even break, and the only thing that caught it was his shoulder. And I gotta tell you, um, by the end of the next decade, I don't think uh, I don't think Biggie is gonna have any shoulders left if he one continues that, and two his outside dives. Uh, to the ring. Yeah, it was nasty. Uh, that 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 landing on the ladder. Uh, it was nasty. And uh, speaking of nasty, we also had a uh, another uh, cringe-worthy bump where I believe it was Scott Dawson who went flying off the ladder. Uh, and yeah, it was just wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, really good match to start the show. Unfortunately, um, the show went off the rails from there, and I do not mean that in in an exciting or positive way. Uh, next up, we, we had, well, actually, I have to take that back partially, because the Aleister Black versus Buddy Murphy match was technically the best match of the night. Okay. And, but the reason why uh, I'm not overly enthused is because I know it's going to lead to nothing. It's like, you know, why have, why have that match when it doesn't lead to anything? Because we're only going to see these guys once every two months if we're lucky. Yep. Um... But, I mean, with the match itself, I couldn't argue with it. Um, and then we had a Raw Tag Team Open Challenge, where, God, I hate these Open Challenges, they're so overused. Yeah, but they, uh, this match, I don't know, I didn't enjoy this match, it was just weird. I, 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 I don't like double count out in championship matches. Well, I, I hate, I hate them, so... We're, we're on the same page there. So the best that they could come up with for the Viking Raiders in this Open Challenge match was the OC. And I believe, previous to this, uh, they had only had one encounter. So I just, I, I didn't like it. And I, I, I don't like the fact either that WWE is still referring to the OC as um, the best tag team in the world, and they have only just now, of course, this being after the pay-per-view took place, and being the next night on Monday Night Raw, that technically the OC became the number one contenders for the tag team titles. Now, obviously, well, I should say obviously, because it's, it's obvious to me, but clearly not to WWE. If you're going to call a team the best tag team in the world. Yeah. Should they should they not be tag team champions when you give them that title? Yeah. Okay. So okay, so I'm not the only one that thinks that. But it's it's just one of many logic gaps that were uh, once again exposed. WWE. Next up, we had what I, what I would vote for as being the most boring, uneventful, 
god awful pile of dog shit examples of a table, ladders, and chairs. Yeah, this was stupid. Like, okay, it started with King Corbin and Roman Reigns. Then everyone else interferes, and no one, no one came out to help Roman Reigns. Exactly. That was disgusting. It's just terrible. I mean, every, every time King Corbin comes out and with that Burger King frown on his fucking head. <laughs> I mean, he, probably, he probably got it from Burger King, too. toy in the cereal box was, was, was that exciting too when I was watching this this was yeah, painful and next up we had the Universal Champion Bray Wyatt obviously he was going to defeat the Miz I mean no shit what did you think of this match it was weird as and, 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 and it's weird to see Bray Wyatt wrestling in a sweater and pants <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I'm sorry, his, his entrance theme is so stupid. It's the, the Firefly Funhouse theme. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Gee, that's intimidating. And then, and then here's, here's another thing, right? So, so, at one point he pulls out the mallet that we saw for the first time at Hell in yep. yep. And I don't know if you caught this, right? But... Michael Cole sold it as if he's never seen that mallet before in his life. Believe me, the WWE fans remember that mallet from the drizzling shit show that was Hell in a Cell. <laughs> I just, you know, the gaps in logic are astounding. Yep. Just, I mean, what the fuck is going on? And, and, and believe me, that will not be the first time that I use that that 
retort uh, throughout this podcast, and I expect a return of the long-missing tagline that you became so famous for in the early days of this podcast. So just know that the expectation is there. Now, don't spoil it for the fans yet, because I I have plenty more where you can um, possibly use that line to make my uh, analysis more entertaining. Uh, next, next up, we had Bobby Lashley defeating Rusev. Oh, my God. Okay, just finish the match and get it the fuck off my screen. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I just, I wanted this to end as quickly as humanly possible. And I have nothing else to say until our Monday Night Raw review, so stay tuned for that. Okay. Uh, next up, we had, in the main event, if you can believe it, and I thought this match was, was just terrible, um, the Women's Tag Team Championships, or Championship, I should say, uh, were on the line in a main event TLC match. Now, the, the TLC match was just overused in, in this because we had a we had a ladder match, okay. Yeah. Then we had our first tables, ladders, and chairs match, which was just terrible. Yeah. And then we had another one in the main event, that being after a tables match. Yeah. And it's it's like a, before I get into the review of the main event, it's like I said. I don't know if it's me getting older or. or Whatever the case may be, but I am really getting tired of gimmick pay-per-views for the sake of gimmick pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Gimmicks work best when it adds something to an existing feud and there's a reason for it. Yeah. There, there was no reason for it in my, in my view here, and they could have just, they could have just completely forgotten about this mm-hmm. pay-per-view as it seemed that they were doing in the supposed build-up of the show. And all they had to do was give me uh, Goldberg and Stone Cold on the Broken Skull session. Oh, did you watch that afterwards? Um, I wa- yeah, I watched a good part of it, yes. Cause I, I didn't get to see that one. How was it? I haven't seen, I haven't seen the entire thing So they could have given me that show for uh, Sunday night, and I would have been perfectly happy. Okay. Um, but getting back into the main event, um, the Kabuki Warriors uh, defeated Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair to retain. And I gotta tell you, it would really appear to me, and I don't know, I don't know if you agree with me, and I, I want to get your take on this. But especially after this match, which was just sloppy as could possibly be, um, just a real, a really bad match, quite frankly. Um, is it me, or is the women's evolution really just come to a screeching halt and just become terribly boring? 
Yeah, and this match was uh, not very good. But also, um, did you notice that bump that Kyrie Sane took? Yeah, yeah, she, she got uh, she got concussed, and I actually, um, I actually saw um, Becky Lynch attempted to roll her under the ring as a way to protect her. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I that I noticed. Mm. You know, I, I I understand it's a gimmick kind of free for all scenario, um, but I have never seen um, a match of this type exist so, so much on the outside of the ring. I don't really spend more time outside than inside. I, I know, which which absolutely made no sense. Uh, whatsoever, given the fact it was a TLC match, and then there was also and there were, there were also points during the match where anyone could have gone gotten into the ring and uh, tried to climb up the ladder, and they didn't. Well, and, and that's just another of the many uh, incidences where Logic took a long vacation. Oh my goodness! Oh boy. <laughs> Yep. You know, and, and, and for my, for my, thank God I don't have to spend money on these pay-per-views outside of what I give to the WWE Network on a daily basis, which in and of itself is worth it because the network is amazing considering what you get for it. Ben, uh, Ben, you spend how much on this pay-per-view? Now look. Yes, it was it was nine ninety nine a month. Oh my goodness! But God, did it suck! I mean, good lord! If, if I were to rank this this pay per view on a scale of one to ten, and I know it seems like we've been joking around having a good time to start the show, well, I needed to have a good time to distract myself from the bullshit that I encountered on WWE television and pay-per-view. You know, on a scale of 1 to 10, I would have to give it a, 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 a 2. Hmm, okay. I mean, would you... How would you rank it? Give it a 1. Point, maybe maybe 1.5. I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be generous. One point five. It was terrible. Very good, and of course that did, did not set the bar very high for uh, for Monday Night Raw the following evening. And we will get into that after a short break. Alright ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Uh, ben, we are now going to switch over to Monday Night Raw from Des Moines, Iowa. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm sorry in advance. It is my unfortunate duty to remind our listeners, and once again, I have to apologize for myself as well as Elio, for having to do this to you, um, but we must 
revisit the terrible, abysmal, just disastrous uh, clusterfuck that was uh, Monday Night The Raw. second last show of the year. Now, Ben, before you continue... Did you catch any of the results from next week's show? Uh, yes, I did. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, well, but the, but don't jump the gun. No, 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 no. I'm not going to, I was just asking if you had read them, or if you caught them. Right, right, I, I did. Okay. I did. Alright. So, so, this episode of Raw opens up with the hometown boy, Seth Rollins, coming out to... Seth Rollins, it's Seth freaking Rollins. Well, my bad, but I... I I just had to do that. I had to throw that, 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 his stupid voice in there. Go on. Exactly. So, Seth Rollins attempted to explain why he... Uh, turned heel and why he aligned himself with the authors of pain. I refuse to refer to them as AOP because WWE just doesn't think their fans are capable of remembering more than one syllable. But 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 that's uh, what they used to call them in NXT, isn't it? AOP, authors of pain, or AOP for short. Yeah, I, I, I hate AOP. Authors of Pain, not AOP. Go on. Exactly. So, anyway, he talks about how um, Akum and Hazar are the first two men that, quote, decided to be on the right side of, or, I'm sorry, that chose to be on the right side of history. The only, the only history I see here are the ratings as they continue to plummet on the toilet faster than my morning routine. Wait, wait, say, say it again. They chose to be on the right side of history? Yes. What history is that? <laughs> exactly. And that's, what, that's why I said the only thing that is sinking faster than the rankings are the unfortunate parts of my morning routine. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's, it's a bathroom humor joke. Like, in case you needed a bathroom break uh, as this segment was taking place because you didn't miss, you didn't miss a damn thing. <laughs> um, let's see. So he then drones on and on about how for the longest time since debuting with the shield, he has been viewed as the future, and he did everything the fans wanted him to do. He yeah, beat yeah. He, he beat Brock Lesnar twice. He was the uh, inaugural NXT champion. Uh, he brought about change with the shield. He's a visionary. He doesn't lie to the fans. He calls himself a leader, and typically, typically when you call yourself a leader, that that, that tends to be my. Uh, my signal that you are just full of shit. Uh, because if you, if you have to call yourself a leader, then you're clearly not. Exactly. You know, it's, it's just an old rule of business. 
He's a locker room leader. Okay. And how many, how many of those guys in the locker room were listening to him a couple of weeks back when he held that meeting? None whatsoever. <laughs> just like, just like I didn't want to listen to him deliver this bullshit promo. <laughs> um, speaking of bullshit, next up we had the the Viking Raiders versus the Good Brothers in a rematch from the previous night at TLC. As if I needed to see this match again. For how many times is this? Is three times, right? I believe so, but uh, this was the second time in a row. Okay. Now, as you as you know, I do have a soft spot for Luke Gallows, so it was. It was kind of cool to see him, you know, get a victory, mm-hmm. which are few and far between on Monday Night Raw. It's, it's just, to me, the match itself was absolutely uh, boring and slow and just not entertaining at all. Um, that went 19 minutes and 30 seconds. Wow. And if you're surprised that it went 19 minutes and 30 seconds, allow me to explain why we had longer match times on the show this evening, or, or this past Monday evening, before I continue. Unfortunately for the fans of Des Moines, Iowa, they had to sit through six hours of Raw because... They taped the they taped uh, next week's episode yep. of uh, Money Night Raw before this one, so uh, the crowd was clearly. Oh my god! They they did it before this one. Well, yeah, yeah, no, that that does make sense uh, because yeah, I mean they could have uh, easily uh, taped it uh, the following night. I don't I don't know why they need they wanted they needed fans to sit through six hours. Yeah, I, I mean at this point, at this point, I would have rather been been the victim of, of a uh, Chinese water torture or something. <laughs> okay. Um, because it, this just felt like a long, slow, painful death. Okay. Uh, next up after that was a backstage a segment which I'm sure you found absolutely riveting as we had Eric Rowan ask once again what was in the cage, which at this point I just don't give a damn. <laughs> exactly. Um, to follow that up, we had Eric Rowan in another squash match. Ugh. Against a guy who once again decided that he wanted to find out what was in Eric Rowan's cage. Mm-hmm. And I did, uh, apparently none of these jobbers have warned that that is not a good idea. Now, now you, know the, you know I have my little segment every week here. I looked <laughs> up this guy and uh, nothing really much on this guy other than, uh, uh, let's see... He was an AAW, FWI, I think, RPW. But uh, anyway, yeah, not much, not much on this guy. Well, he didn't have much of an evening here either, as it was a less than 
two-minute situation. Uh, next up after that, we have a return promo for Liv Morgan. Uh-huh. And, unfortunately, it does not appear that she will be associating herself with um, Bray Wyatt or the Funhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, as it appears to me that they are trying to resurrect the Emelina gimmick that was oh. such a yeah, because, uh, failure with yeah. uh, Emma. Yeah, because uh, they, they, she also said like uh, her whole life she's been like uh, doing what others told her. So I guess that was uh, directed uh, like towards like uh, the riot squad as well, because like others telling her what to do. Right. Uh, so it, she says, she says, so it's a very sexualized promo. Yeah. Where she's in a bathtub and she says. I have to destroy myself so the real me can emerge. So when do you think when do you think we'll see her? I and no disrespect to Liv Morgan because I've never had a problem with her. I don't think she's gotten any opportunity. So hopefully this turns into something for her. But at this point, I just I can't bring myself to care just yet. Okay. Um. Not to say that I won't if it turns out to be something worth following. Right. But it was it was certainly better than what we had next. Uh oh. Oh my god, the first of five. Uh, <laughs> now look. God. <laughs> say that a little louder. Now look. Thank you. The return of my favorite tagline in the history of podcast. And it just so happens to be my podcast. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> um, I, got, I got an early Christmas present and I'm excited. Which is more than I can say for this Lana and Lashley storyline, which just continues to be less entertaining than watching paint dry. Oh my god. I, I mean, do I, do I, I mean, do I have to be high to, to enjoy this shit? I wait, wait, hold on, are you, are you, uh, is, are you doing a segment or is uh, this the next match? I'm doing, no, I'm doing the segment. Oh, okay, okay, go on. Okay. I was, then I must have jumped ahead of it then, okay, go on. Oh, no, 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 trust me, you, you were daydreaming about covering something that was relevant. Okay. <laughs> uh, much as I would, would enjoy that, I have to cover this. Okay. Um, so, Solana and Bobby Lashley come out to the ring, and she says that um, she wants... She wants Lashley to ask her oh my God. to marry her. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my You know what? You know what? Hold on. Hold on. I actually, I had stepped away from the TV at this point because I'd gone downstairs to get my stuff done at 9 o'clock. Cause it was 9 p.m. Yeah. But so when I came upstairs, 
I didn't even hear anything. I just like uh, looked and I saw Lana and Lashley, but I didn't. I missed uh, what they said. So so okay. Well, allow me to be the one oh to break god. the bad news to oh you. Oh my god. Okay. So, so as I said, Lana um, asked Lashley to ask her to marry her. <sighs> That, that's not even grammatically correct or, or humanly possible. You you can't marry yourself. But apparently, what they were going for was was one on one and Lashley to propose to her, but it didn't come out like that. She's such a she's, she's such a terrible actress. I know she's terrible, uh, and and her her dress her <laughs> dress was gold. <laughs> Awful. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, not, not, not even her movies are any good. Have you seen her movies? This is like, this is like watching a bad porno. <laughs> but have you seen any of her movies? No. Okay, look up Pitch Perfect. She's in them. Oh, shit. Yeah. Under her, she's listed under her real name. Oh, joy. <laughs> you have to do on YouTube. Or not. <laughs> not. I, don't do it. I was forced to sit through one of those movies when I was in Florida. Did, uh, did she have a sizable role in them or was it just a cameo? Yeah, no. She, uh, she had a part in it. But small part? Or no, 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 not a small part. She was like probably, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I don't even remember any was, of it. Was, it. was it for all three movies that she Yeah, had? yeah, all three, all three. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't even remember any of it. That's how bad it was. That's how much I cared. So, 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 Lana Day is the day before New Year's Eve. And I just couldn't give two shits. It was a dumpster fire on top of a dumpster fire filled with This was terrible. Um, so, so after that, if you, if you can imagine, things got worse. Because the shit just continued to roll downhill oh, to, no. eventually, to eventually explode into the fiery pits of hell. <laughs> that became a U.S. title, number one contender's gauntlet match. Oh, God, yes. Uh, the first of five coming right up. Oh, my <laughs> God. So, okay, in this gauntlet match, we had 
Um, Humberto Carrillo versus Andrade versus Ricochet versus Matt Hardy versus Tazawa versus R-Truth. And all of, all of these names were involved in this clusterfuck would be what term would you <laughs> yeah get? and uh and the winner gets the US championship match so so in, instead of instead of going through this whole thing which would just take too damn long and it's just energy that I don't have and then I would so have to be like now look after watching this this motherfucking thing went went for 50 minutes holy jeez and it was nothing of importance whatsoever because it was determined that all of a sudden this match wouldn't count for a damn thing because Ricochet or because um, Seth Rollins was going to challenge a Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title anyway. Yep. Hold on, hold on. Do you, do you remember when uh, that that one episode of Raw where it was completely centered around that gauntlet match with Seth Rollins? Yes. That no, was that was so long. This is an abomination. This is bullshit. Yeah. And now that you understand the result of it, and it, and it meant absolutely nothing because, like I said, Seth Rollins challenges Rey Mysterio for the title next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just break down what a gigantic uh, waste of time this really was. Okay. Uh, this was 15 minutes long. I may have said that before, but I'm, I'm just aghast at what I had to sit through. Um, so the first fall uh, meant absolutely nothing. Uh, as uh, let me let me go up here. Um, Truth and Tazawa begin. Uh, Tazawa eventually uh, gets the gets the pin, I believe. Uh, let me just double check it. Yes, Tazawa gets the first fall of the match in two minutes and ten seconds. Yep. Uh, to be to be followed out by Ricochet, and Ricochet had to suffer through the majority of this as he eventually puts Tazawa away. Out comes Matt Hardy. Why is Matt in this thing? What have any of these men done to deserve a U.S. title shot? Uh, I, this is just absolute crap. Uh, uh, Ricochet eventually goes on top and has to roll through and a cradle pin for the elimination. This takes us to 23 minutes and 45 seconds. Oh my god. this dumpster fire. Are you following along? I'm following, I'm following along, yeah. Or are you just so bored you're falling 
asleep in your chair. I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to fall asleep because this is painful. I know. I'm also thinking. I'm also thinking of uh, the the final winner in this whole catastrophe. Oh well, there was no. It should. It should. Shouldn't it be Humberto Carrillo challenging Rey Mysterio? <laughs> this is true. Clearly. I mean, Man, these, uh, you these, know. these people are dead to go. You don't even need a, a freaking fracking uh, high school diploma to figure this shit out. <laughs> um, but anywho, um, so then uh, after, after that fall, uh, we get Humberto Carrillo coming out. I hate that when they when right 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 before match starts the guys coming out and they're like we'll be right back. It's just oh my god I just can't I can't take it. So then we got a handshake between Carrillo and Ricochet. Uh, blah 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 blah. And this this goes on for over this match between them. Goes on for over twenty minutes, and I guess this was the best part of the match. Um, but clearly, Carrillo's evening wasn't done uh, because Andrade comes out and attacks Carrillo after he gets eliminated, and it DDTs him on the exposed floor. He ripped up the um, protective padding on the floor. And, yeah, Carrillo's not having a very uh, pleasant night. Uh, Ray comes out and checks on Carrillo. Uh, he cuts up from a later saying that he's, he's pissed off that uh, it was handled that way and that he, Andrade is very talented, but he's going around things the wrong way and the boredom just continues. Um... So, so this entire fifty-minute thing was set up for Carrillo to take a DDT on the floor. You couldn't do that way earlier without wasting a gargantuan amount of my time. Oh my oh. goodness! Yes. <sighs> Feel free to wake up now. <laughs> falling asleep because I don't blame you. <laughs> so, uh, Carrillo gets stretchered out as Seth and AOP arrive. Uh, Seth um, goes to uh, confront Ray. Uh, he gets attacked. Uh, even though Seth is apologizing for attacking Ray. Uh, when's the last yeah, time that was so heel? stupid. That was so stupid. When's the last time you saw a heel apologize for attacking somebody? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Triple, Triple H in the early 2000s would have a heart attack before doing that. <laughs> oh my god. I said that was so Does stupid. Stone Cold apologizing to Mr. McMahon after he gives him the stunner? Really? Well, you know, yeah, Seth, Seth's like, I'm going to let you off uh, tonight. 
I'm gonna give you a hint. Yeah. That's so well, stupid. What was the point of apologizing to yes, you? Oh, jeez. I mean, you know, did, did we forget to go to basic uh, <laughs> wrestling psychology school? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I mean on, on, on Twitter, um, it was funny because right after this, I went on Twitter and, and poor uh, Bubba Ray Dudley was having a meltdown. Uh oh. Uh, he agreed with us on that particular point. Oh. But, uh, next up, we get Asuka versus a debuting Deanna Perrazzo. Yeah, what did you, th- what'd you th- think of this match? This was random, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised to see uh, her as uh, Asuka's opponent. Yeah, and a little learn she got some offense in. Yep. Uh, so, you know, at least she got sunshine before she lost. Uh, but it was it was nice to get a new matchup though. Yep. Um, so after that, um, Charlie Caruso, who I have to say is might very well be the most beautiful backstage interviewer I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Charlie Caruso is just gorgeous. Um, Love um, Becky Lynch. But yeah, speaking of Becky Lynch, so Charlotte interviews Becky. And she and Charlie's asking about her losing at TLC. Uh, Becky says she's been off her game. Uh, she says that she's. Uh, she says that she's the golden child, or not, not the golden child, the golden goose. But uh, management doesn't believe that they can beat uh, that she can beat Oscar. Uh, so they're protecting her. Becky doesn't want their protection, and she wants to go one-on-one with Asuka, um, and she needs to have a confrontation with her. Uh, after that was uh, Ray's promo, uh, admonishing Andre. Andrade as as if he was a child. That's kind of funny. You know, Rey Mysterio comes off very fatherly. No one, no wonder they're they're bringing uh, Dominic into the fray. But oh, wait, 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 was this uh, after uh, Becky's interview? Because I I might have missed that one then. Okay. Yes. So so yeah, Rey admonished Andrade for attacking uh, Carrillo and except. Accepted Seth Rollins' challenge for next week. Next up, we get Randy Orton and AJ Styles, which should have been more entertaining, but considering the caliber of talent in the match, but I just, I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. And then, uh, by and large, that ended the show. Other than the OC coming out again to attack uh, Orton and uh, Orton to protect Styles, but um, the Viking Raiders make the save and mercifully Monday Night Raw comes to an end. Thank and God, my pain has stopped for the time being. Thank God. Good Lord.
All right. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are now going to move over to Wednesday night for our review of AEW Dynamite. And AEW this week came to us from the American Bank Center in Corpus Christi, Texas. Ben, isn't this uh, one of the worst audience crowds in Corpus Christi because when WWE's been there? Yeah, yeah. What do you think of this crowd on uh, this night? I mean, I, I, I thought they were pretty damn good, to tell you the truth. I was, I was surprised. So the night begins, uh, we have the night beginning with the Lucha Brothers defeating Adam Page and Kenny Omega in 17 minutes and 50 seconds. Following this match, Pac appears on the big screen and reminds Omega of who he is, that everything that happens will be Omega's fault. Omega and um, Page uh, go backstage looking for Pog, who enters Michael Nakazawa's locker room and supposedly attacked, apparently attacked him. Or, like, took him away. Yeah. And, uh, that led us to our commercial, which this is the part I really hate about AEW, is the picture-in-picture. Picture. I don't know if you've noticed this. No, I, I, I notice it on a daily basis, and it just needs to go. Isn't it terrible? You know, like, okay, the, the fruit... The, the, I hate it. The debut episodes of NXT and AEW, I was asked uh, which one I'm going to watch first. I jokingly said, well, I got picture in picture. I can watch them both right on my TV because I have a split screen. Yeah. But I was joking because I just can't stand this picture in picture. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't blame Then in, in the next match, we had Cody, Ro Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen. Defeating the Blade and the Butcher. Now, now I look. I like the fact that the Dark Order lost, considering how they've been built up. And uh, Cody and Darby Allen have never tagged before. Hold on. Yet, the Dark Order. Where's the Dark Order? Or I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, did I say the Dark Order? I meant the uh, Butcher and the Blade. I, I they, need a t they need a name. Well, apparently it is the Butcher and the Blade, but you know, you have to understand something. Um, you know, AEW has three cult-like acts in the Dark Order, yeah. the Butcher and the Blade, and the god-awful, terrible, abysmal, uh -oh. nauseating, uh -oh. Oh, yes, the Nightmare Collective, they're disgusting. Oh, my God. Now, hold on. Okay, so let me ask you, what do you think about the Butcher and the Blade? I actually like them, which is why I, which, which is why I said that I am not a fan of them losing. Oh, okay. When, when yeah, shouldn't you? Should, they're, they're a new team. Shouldn't you be building them up? <laughs> well, exactly. And Cody and Darby Allen have never tagged before, and yet they get the they get the win after only being aligned for a week. Really. And next we have 
the, the most disgusting match. I am so awesome Kong defeating Miranda Ali's in 40 seconds. Who gives it? I mean, yeah. no, no disrespect to Awesome Kong at all. But, I mean, her, her time has just passed. Yep. And now... And you, you can see that she's not physically capable yep. of, of performing to the level that she did in, uh, in uh, Impact. And uh, here we go with our uh, indie segment for AEW, our first uh, for AEW. Miranda Elise, apparently she she was uh, in the WWE for a short while. Yeah, for one uh, show, she lost to Rhea Ripley in the May Young Classic in 2017. That was her only appearance in WWE. Oh, good lord. Other than that, she's been in Shimmer and Rise. Uh, neither by but uh, I do know uh, I've heard of Shimmer. Yeah, I have, I have too. Then uh, we have Chris Jericho defeating Jungle Boy, who was challenged uh, by Jericho, who dared, uh, who said Jungle Boy couldn't last ten minutes in the ring with him, and Jungle Boy did even. The, yes, and, and this was. At- this is after Chris Jericho called a jungle boy a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I actually, um, I actually found this funny, and I bring that up again because after uh, this match, um, Tony Schiavone interviewed Jericho, and Jericho repeatedly said that um, I told you that. Um, that Jungle Boy couldn't beat me, uh, he didn't beat me, and then, and then, uh, was crazy. No, he, he said, you know, he said you couldn't last, he, he couldn't last ten minutes. Exactly, and so, he, Jericho very comically was denying that, and it was like, yeah, yeah. Like, come on. It kind of felt like, kind of felt like the old, uh, conspiracy theory Jericho. Exactly. Okay, and uh, of course he addressed John Moxley and um, said that the inner circle will be awaiting Moxley's decision whether he'll join them or not, which I don't see it happening. Well, no, but it is entertaining. And I, I, have, I have to tell you, I was not expecting uh, the promo last week between the two of them to be as compelling as, as it was. But uh, Jericho did a very good job of bringing up the history that they have to get. Although, so. although, could you see it, like, down the line? Um, you know, I, I do think it would be entertaining, but given the nature of John Moxley's character, mm-hmm. I would say no. Okay. And I say that because he strikes me as a very lone wolf-like character, and with him having... having just come out of WWE and being in a group right. for as much of that time as he was, mm-hmm. I, I just want to see John Moxley by himself. Okay. Next, we had my new favorite on NAW, Chris Stanlander defeating Dr. Britt Baker. Following this, uh, Brandy Rhodes came out to, to, to uh, get... Uh. 
uh, Chris Statlander's answer of whether she would join the Nightmare Collective or not. And of course, she turned them down, and uh, Brandy Rose attacked her. And of course, Awesome Kong got more hair. Before Sadie Gibbs uh, came out to uh, to help uh, Statlander. Yeah, and Sadie Gibbs got part of her hair, uh, hair cut off. We're not. Is it just me, or are we seeing the same people on AW every week? They show. We see the other women mostly on dark. Yeah, I mean, there, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of deaths in the women's division. I think it is very clear that uh, the, the women's division as a whole is one of AEW's glaring weaknesses. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm not going to hold uh, AEW to the same standard as WWE because. Right. Right. Because um, 
Right now, I feel like Britt Baker's being a little forced. Yep. Um, I think that, I think they're really forcing this thing with Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> uh, I, 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 which, which I kind of get, but at the same time, I don't. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna be one of those one of those really negative fans. Um, right. You know, even with the WWE thing, I try not to be so negative, but, you know, lately it's just their their product has been so bad I've been unable to contain myself. Yeah. But and it, the other thing that I really don't like about AEW, okay. and I, I think that this is the number one thing that really turns me off about, about them, is their fans. <laughs> the AEW yeah, fanboys. I mean, have you seen the way that they conduct themselves on yep. Twitter? Yep. It's just, oh my god, shut the fuck up. And and on Facebook, in the in in the in the wrestling group, yep. Yeah. I, you it's know, like it's, it's, it's terrible. Like, oh my goodness. It's like this is this, this is the ultimate millennial product, and I think that could really hurt the company. I mean, obviously you have to cater somewhat to your fan base, which, you know, WWE has not been doing mm-hmm. uh, for the longest time. Um, so I get that, but it's just uh, some of these extreme fans who just see absolutely nothing wrong with the product <laughs> and just are not willing to analyze it. Or have you, have you, seen, have you seen the ones that post the empty arena photos? Exactly. Like, why, why, why is that stuff so important? To it's, it's, it's just like, oh my god. Like, how you know that? How you know that wasn't taken before the show or after the show? Right, and, and, and there's no evidence presented at all. Um, I, you know, I, I just, I don't know. So, you know, long story short, I'm really pulling for AEW because. And like, like I said, I like a lot of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I think I think Jericho is a fucking genius. <laughs> I I and I love uh, seeing this uh, version of, of Dean Ambrose. Uh-huh. I love their uh, their tag team division. Mm-hmm. Um, their uh, their ranking system could potentially uh, be really cool the way that they're doing it. Um, MJF is the shit. MJF, <laughs> I, I enjoy that guy. I enjoy him. Did you did you catch uh, that video on YouTube when he was on Rosie O'Donnell's show? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> that was that was hilarious. He totally. Um, Rosie, Rosie O'Donnell is hideous. Oh my goodness. Well, I I found that. Particularly entertaining, um, but you know, it's just, it's just like take it as it as it comes and, and let AEW build itself yep. without all this extra pressure and bullshit because you want something the way you want it the way you want it right now. Yep. I just you know that that you know it doesn't work for me. But anyway, uh, 
last match, the main event, it was SCU defeating the Young Bugs to retain the AEW Tag Team Championships. I enjoyed this match. SCU's a fun team. The Young Bugs are fun. I, I agree. Yep. I absolutely agree. So that was our review of AEW. We will be back shortly with... No, actually, um, we're going to move right into NXT. So I believe, I believe you have that. Sorry? Actually, we, we are going to uh, take a quick uh, break. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, okay. And, All right. And I'll be, I'll be right back with your... Uh, NXT review. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back shortly. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back and we are going to now go through our NXT review. So, Ben, go ahead. In the final NXT of the year, I get my uh, mental revenge over WWE's weekly bullshit, and I get my reprieve, and I just, I, it, you know what, it makes me giddy as a, as a schoolgirl. Um, okay. So to start out, um, 
numerous counters as they um, try to get some in some big moves, and uh, Bauer obviously tries to um, to use the ropes to his advantage, uh, being that a lot of his that a lot of his big moves are based off the ropes. Um, let's see. So. Um, Bauer hits a, hits a drop kick. Uh, Cole then uh, takes out the knee and and cuts him off on the on the apron. He slams the Bauer on the apron and rolls him back in for the neck breaker. Uh, gets on top of him and proceeds to beat the shit out of him. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, of course, this was culminated with another knee attack. There were a lot of uh, knee-focused strikes going on by Cole. So, uh, apparently, Bauer will need to take an ice bath, or would have needed to take an ice bath after this one. Um, So, we get a, a neck breaker again for... A uh, two count. Uh, Cole then uh, grounds him again, going after the neck. Uh, then Balor starts to uh, take control, hitting what used to be called the shotgun drop kick, but for now, for one reason or another, um, it's now called the John Wu. Kick, and I must be unfamiliar with that a bit of uh, pop culture references because I'm not getting that one so I have to look that up and see if I can uh, figure that one out um, so that got a two count they trade uh, Bauer hits a Pele kick and gets two uh, Cole once again takes out the knee um but then uh, Cole counters again and gets the last shot for two count. What a lot of uh, near near falls in this match. I almost uh, lost count. We get the John Wu uh, kick again. I actually I actually really like that move. I'm just not sure why it's called what it's called. Uh, oh well, more homework for me to improve the quality of this podcast. So uh, once again, um, Bauer is trying to set up his um, his finish. The coup de gras misses another last shot by Cole for a two count, uh, and finally we get the combination of the drop kick. And the coup de gras, and it looks like um, it looks like Bauer is going to uh, capture the championship. Johnny Gargano arrives. Yeah. Uh, John Woo was a, a, a Hong Kong movie director. Oh, very good. Well, now 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 I can understand the pop culture reference. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. Yeah. I, I always feel like like an idiot when when a move is called something and I don't understand it. Uh, so it's just my own pet peeve. Um, but yeah, uh, Gargano arrives uh, to 
to distract the ref, which allows um, Adam Cole to hit the low blow on Finn, and he retains. This was a fantastic match. Uh, definitely one that I recommend. And then after, uh, after the match officially ends, uh, Gargano gets uh, to beat the shit out of Finn Balor with a steel chair. I'll tell you what, Balor's back is gonna be is gonna be bothered for quite a long time after that one because some of those shots look absolutely nasty. Um, I I'll tell you what, they didn't look like work chair shots either. They look absolutely brutal. Um. Next match was uh, Damian Priest versus Killian Dane. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from my uh, distaste at uh, Killian Dane's body hair, I managed to get. Wait, he had a top on, didn't he? But, yes, but still. Okay. Um, it's distracting. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh, right. Thank God. Thank God they put a shirt on him. Yes. Unlike um, anyway, someone else that we will get into later on in the show. Uh, yeah. And, oh, my God. I, you, you, you might bring my dinner back up, so stop talking. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I was really surprised at the fact that Damian Priest was getting his ass whooped. Uh, throughout uh, 98% of this match. Um, and, and really, it was only in the closing stretch that Priest managed to take control because um, Killian Dane missed a Vader bomb. I don't know about you, but anytime I see the Vader bomb now, it's just, I automatically know it's going to be a failure. Mm-hmm. You know, it it, it 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 was it was the same uh, when uh, when like Rikishi would get up on the, on on the on the top rope and and, and do and and do that do that bonsai thing. Yeah, and it's just I can't I can't really buy into the legitimacy of that move anymore because because every time someone goes for it, you know it's gonna miss. Yeah. So uh, that gets countered with knees, and he hits. The, the Reckoning, which is pretty much just uh, The Crossroads with a different name. Uh, <laughs> the Reckoning. And, yeah, which, which I guess for the character works, but that being yeah. said, I, uh, I still want to understand uh, the priest character. Neither do I. I... I, 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 I I really don't. I would love to know what that character is supposed to be. Like, he's supposed to be some sort of, like, a cult leader or something. Uh, well, hopefully it's not a cult leader, because I'm getting enough of that on AEW. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, like, throwing ideas out there, because I'd like to know myself. Uh, well, you know, we, we can only dream for an explanation in the, in the following week. Cause I, have, I have more faith in NXT's ability to explain things rather than the main rosters, which I've just given up on long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that, that not 
with Stanley, we now move into the second match of the evening where Cameron Grimes took on Kushida. And I was actually shocked. I'm sorry, was that the third was that the third match? Uh no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, the third match. Uh Cameron Grimes, shockingly, at least to me, uh, defeated Kushida. I really don't think Kushida should be losing considering the fact he just came back from an injury, but that's just me. Um I just really don't want him to get the Hideo Atami treatment. Uh, so I'm hoping that they'll avoid that. But anyway, uh, this was a this was a really good match. Uh, we got some uh, some some stuff that actually made it look like a fight, um, which was re- refreshing. We we get a wheelbarrow driver, uh, numerous. Uh, suplexes uh, and attempts of suplexes uh, by Grimes. We get backbreakers uh, for uh, numerous two counts, a lot of uh, back and forth. And then he hits this caveman double stop talking about uh, Cameron Grimes. And that finish I've never seen him do before. Um, but it was really cool, and I, you know, I can't, um, I can't really uh, put my thing, put my finger on it. But one, one thing that I just, I don't like about what they're, about what NXT is doing with Kushida, and maybe, maybe that's why I just had an issue getting invested in, in this particular match and why I kind of went through it quickly. You know, it, 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 was a, it was a good match. I, I certainly invite people to go back and take a look at it. But for me, personally, it's just... I'm feeling like Kushida, like I said before, is get, really getting the Hideo Itami treatment, and I really disagreed with the, with the outcome of this match. And I just really want uh, Kushida to be um, built up um, the way I think he should be in, in 2020, because if 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 they're just gonna treat him like another a Japanese um, you know guy that we've seen like we've seen um, WWE treat Japanese performers in the past, I just I don't want that for him uh, particularly. Uh, next up, we get a. World's Clyde video package that is the upcoming special where uh, NXT America and I should say NXT US and NXT UK uh, go head to head. Okay, uh, let me ask you what, what, what do you think about uh, <clears throat> about this World's Clyde in place of NXT takeover the night before Rumble, Royal Rumble? Well, it, you know, it's, it's an interesting concept, and I, I, I really like um, NXT UK. I actually, um, over the uh, Christmas holiday, I'm going to spend a lot of time uh, catching up. Yeah, catch um, catch up, because it's a pretty fun show. Yeah, and, and from what I've seen, it, it's fantastic. My, uh, my concern 
for NXT UK, and it really has nothing to do with the quality of the show. I just, I, I feel like they may be making a mistake uh, with. with how they're doing it because so much, so much emphasis is going into to NXT US, justifiably so, that I feel like NXT UK is very clearly the secondary show and any anything associated with NXT shouldn't be seen as secondary and and it should be noted you know how many takeovers have we had for the US side of uh, NXT and and uh, and we have another pay-per-view in John Chandler 12th yeah exactly and but then again, this is only the second uh, special for NXT UK. Nope, third. When was, when was the second one? NXT, oh, yeah. NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I, um, I was thinking Blackpool. Um, yeah, no, there's a Blackpool too. It's the second, yeah. Yeah, okay, but, but um, my, my mistake. But anyway, we, we've still seen a lot more from NXT UK, or N- I'm sorry, NXT US, in terms of specials versus um, yeah. versus UK. And so I just... Well, also, I also, they're still just like, they're still kind of brand new, so... Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, do... I wonder, do they even, like, tour in, in, like, in the UK? Like, I just, you know, I think, I think with Johnny Saint behind it, they have, like, leadership and stuff, but I just, I, I really... You know, I they, really they do, they do, they do TV tapings. Like, some of, um, the shows I've covered, uh, some weeks have been, like, tapings they've done in weeks prior, and then uh, they air them on the network. Oh, okay. So, so it's it's more like an impact taping. Yeah, and and like uh, like the takeovers, um, the dark matches, they show them uh, the we the on the episode after the pay per view. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I will have to I will have to catch up because uh, the last uh, the last um, NXT uh, special. Um, was really really good, so yeah. I wanna I wanna get more familiar with their uh, with their network. Is it? It's it's a fun show to watch. Yep. Very good. Um, but what was leading that and MLW? I got uh, my work. <laughs> you got a lot of homework to do over the Christmas holidays. Well, anything involving wrestling that's that's not WWE main roster, I'm down for that. Yep. Uh, let's see, and then, uh... I'm sorry, before you move on, did you see NWA, speaking of, like, anything other than WWE, did you, uh, hear about NWA's, uh, first pay-per-view that they just had? Yeah, I, I, um, I, um, heard it was pretty good. I wanna, uh, I would have liked to t- have taken a look at it, but I just, I don't get, uh, fight TV. No, 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 no. Hold on. Yeah, no, I gotta watch that uh, as well. Uh, 
definitely want to take a look at that. I'm, I'm actually very excited now. Uh, okay. Getting back into the review, we kind of went uh, into a sidebar. <laughs> uh, but uh, pre- previewing uh, the next NXT UK special, we had Pete Nunn taking on uh, Travis Banks, which was a really uh, fun... Uh, match I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, did you did you uh, miss a, a match before that, or are you going on another website? I might be on another one, because you're, you're, you're talking about Io Shirai and Sam Yeah, Sam yeah, yeah, there, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, my, um, my website... Okay, no, that's fine, that's fine. I was, uh, I was just wondering, that's why, because I noticed that you do, you're going to the Pete Dunn match. Okay, go on. Okay, well, I just, I, I, I figured since... Since we were just talking about Worlds Clyde, that we would jump into this match. That's why I did it. Yep, that's cool. Okay, um, so this was a uh, really good one. And I gotta tell you, I am sold to the nth degree on Pete Dunn. I am just, I'm a fan. So any, anytime, okay. anytime he comes on, it's just, I have to pay attention. Okay. Uh, this was just. Absolutely fantastic in my book, especially right. for especially for a ten minute match. Oh my god! Um, backing up a little bit, I don't know if you uh, noticed this, but um, right after Io Shirai had uh, had finished her entrance, and right right before they switched the camera to uh, Santana Garrett's entrance, some idiot in the crowd. Uh, he yelled, he yelled at you, he yelled at you. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, Alright, no, there's something I have to fix, uh, later. But we're good. Um, but right after, um, right after Eo's entrance, some idiot, um, uh, yelled out to her to, to go back to China. <laughs> oh, my God. What is wrong with people? And then she's like, she didn't even make a big deal out of it. She just turned around and goes, I'm Japanese, bitch. <laughs> oh, that's great. Did, 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 you, did you hear her say that? Or she just like, uh, or was it just her mouth moving and you could read her, her, her lips? Oh, no, you could hear her say it. Oh. <laughs> Oh man! I gotta go back and see that. She just casually turned around like, "I'm a Japanese bitch." Oh, I gotta go back and see that. The rest of the crowd laughed their ass off. What is wrong with people? Yeah. Okay, I gotta ask you. What do you think about Santana Garrett? Well, I like I liked her in TNA. I don't uh, I don't think she got a fair shot, but I I just think. I don't know if she's gonna work uh, for um, NXT. Mm-hmm. I am, um, you know. I know that she's had success on the Indies, and I'm not saying she's not very good, um, but um, you know, she definitely has potential. But to me, she just falls more into the uh, more into the area of um, of uh, Britt Baker, where there's a lot of potential there. She's just not. Now I'm looking at her profile on ProFight. What is the difference between TNA and Impact Wrestling? It's the same thing. Yeah. 
they've ever they ever listed as being in Impact Wrestling and TNA. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get into our review of 
SmackDown for this week, and then um, we will close the show out. So, SmackDown this week, Ben, you were telling me that uh, SmackDown gave you a headache. And, uh, quite, quite frankly, I just, I just don't give a damn. And uh, SmackDown this week came just from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, and this was a Christmas. Uh, was it? Wait, this was the last SmackDown of the year, right? Or no, no, they have one more, don't they? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think so, yeah. All right. Okay, so this was their uh, Christmas special, and uh, I didn't see anything special about it. No, I didn't either. We had like a total of six matches. We had the Miracle on 34th Street fight with Heavy Machinery defeating the Revival. Yeah. Then Carmella defeated Song of Deville. The New Day defeated The Artists. That's literally what's written on my screen. The artist is the team name they gave Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't catch that when I, when I was actually watching it, but that's just... Uh, they, 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 might, they might have not said it, but that's what I'm seeing on uh, WrestlingData.com. The artists. Then we had Bailey defeating Dana Brooke. Lacey Evans versus Sasha Banks followed that, which ended without a winner because due to a double countdown. And in the main event, it was Daniel Bryan defeating and the Miz defeating King Corbin and Dolph Ziggler. Now I ran through this card quickly because I couldn't care less about this entire show. Now they had like three dark matches following this. No, the, 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 um, these ones I were actually the NXT, the next episode of NXT, which will air next week. So that's why they aired the uh, three dark matches following this uh, show. Uh, well, well, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm just wondering uh, if uh, they're going to add Lince Dorado and Drew Gulak or if they just had that as a whatever. But... That's, uh, I, mean, I feel bad. I mean, I feel bad for a lot of the, you know, the lower rung talent. I really do. Yep. It's it's just it's it's sad. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take a break, and we'll be back shortly to wrap this up. Very good. So stay tuned for that. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Ben, what do you say we bring this week's show to a close? Well, actually, it's more like bringing the, uh, the year's shows to a close. The last show ever. Wait, 
I'm sorry, hold on, I'm getting a message here. A message is coming in um, saying there was an error and for us to ignore the message that we received at the start of the show. This is the last show, not the last show ever, but the last show of 2019. Yes, I was. I was about to. Uh, I was about to test our technical person and, and give him a very severe, uh, you know, verbal ass kicking because if, if this was our last show ever, I would be weeping like a little bitch. Because <laughs> I, uh, I thoroughly enjoy doing this show. So this is episode fifty-one. Is that right? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, it is. All right. I'm gonna have. To, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna have to start numbering the episodes. Um, starting in the new year. Um, because right now I've just uh, done the title and the date. So next year, starting next year, we're gonna start numbering the episodes. Very good. All right. So Ben, what did you think of this year's uh, the this this year in as a whole? Well, you know, in terms of um, in terms of main roster, I, I I really thought it was it was terrible. Um, th- you know, thank God for NXT, and I, you know, uh, as I alluded to um, earlier, you know, uh, AEW has had its ups and downs, um, but overall, I'm, I'm very encouraged that uh, they will be able to uh, be viable in the future. And okay. I have to say, for all the AEW elitist, you know, you, uh, they do annoy me when uh, they say that uh, they can do no wrong. But also, on the other side of that spectrum, um, I don't understand anybody who wants them to fail because... The more successful any professional wrestling company is, the more successful pro wrestling is going to be. And I think that that's an absolutely wonderful thing. You, you, um, you, 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 know that, you know there is no Wednesday Night War, right? You know where the war is? It's in, it's these, fans, in these fans' mind. And you know what? Go on. Like, I just, I really have a difficult time uh, taking them seriously. And you know what I love? The ones that say they want the attitude era back. And, and meanwhile, meanwhile uh, and if, if, if you will allow me to. Okay. If I could just laugh at them uproariously for, for a good five minutes because and this will be my my year end rant. Oh okay, here we go, ladies and gentlemen, Ben's year end rant. Because it, it's just absolutely ab- absurd. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just you know, the whole Wednesday night war thing, the whole fact that they want the attitude error back. Yep. You know, 
Now, this is coming from a guy who grew, who grew up in the editor. I, I, I did. I was, um, you know, it started in December Nine years old, and you're allowed to watch the editor. What's going on, Ben? Yes. <laughs> now look. Uh, I watch. I watch ECW as well. So. Okay. There you go. <laughs> um, but anyway, but given the climate of 2019 and the past several years, to be quite honest with you. You know what? In 2019, you fans went last five minutes in the Attitude Era. Exactly. You all get upset over everything. I like Rusev. Well, I, I like it too, but not, not with this freaking story. I know, line. but don't make him disappear. Just like, make him disappear out of the storyline.
from having all these fans, to, uh, you know, take a look at us and, and um, you know, polarizing opinions, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we exist in, in that realm, too. Um, however, I, I hate the social media realm, period. Yep. Um, I, uh, I think it has done significant damage uh, to not only society, but uh, really, if, if you want to want to talk in in terms of this podcast, professional wrestling has been destroyed by social media, mm-hmm. and and people. I don't want to say by people, but it's like you know, people like different things, and I'm, and I'm all the way down with that. I just I what I'm not down with. Is is destroying for the sake of destroying, and that's that's what's going on here. And I, you know, I would I would like to think that when when we voice a potentially unpopular opinion, we explain it in a way where it makes sense and can be respected. And. I'll tell tell you what, this social media bullshit where everybody gets their two cents and blah, 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 I've had enough of it. I I, I really have. I, uh, and and don't get me started on wrestling Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's what, you know, and that's why I I don't use Twitter to, uh, to uh, promote this podcast. If I did... We probably have a lot more, a lot more listeners. But I don't use it. Twitter either. I hate Twitter. I I don't even know how to use Twitter too well. Actually. Well, I do, and, it's, and, and if I wanted to, I could I could use Twitter very efficiently, but I just don't care to, and I don't want our p- podcast to be a part of that. Cesspool. Right. Because I, th- I, th- I feel like that's what wrestling is turning into thanks to certain members of that universe. Pardon mm-hmm. the pun. Mm-hmm. But it's just, oh my dear God. Yep. Can we, can we just vote? Can we just focus on making coherent storylines, coherent matches that don't exist? Uh, Twenty times within a week, you know. I, you know, I, I don't mind opinions. What, what, I, what I mind is dumbass opinions that, <laughs> that, that don't have two legs to stand on. So, yep. it, it is, it is my New Year's re- resolution to one expose those opinions and two use them to build our our own credibility by by making them look moronic <laughs> and uh, that's how I will end my year end rant alright and uh what do you have planned for the holidays um well I have to um I have to go to my cousin's house for Christmas Eve mm-hmm. I'm trying to get together with a friend of mine who I haven't seen in a year because he's a 
Christmas at home and our uh, New Year's we're going out to, to a party so I'm gonna be don't, don't get too drunk oh don't worry oh actually I got my uh, cabinets all set and ready I got a couple of more being delivered from Amazon what's your uh, what's your holiday drink of choice oh I've got everything I've got, I use, I use tequila, yeah. <laughs> My man, there you go. <laughs> I, 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 don't dr- I don't drink, but, uh, but I've heard that tequila is the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. uh, so. Enjoy, I will see you uh, two Wednesdays from now, so let's see what uh, day that is. Two Wednesdays from now. Uh, that is... Wouldn't it be two Saturdays? Uh, uh, actually, yeah, um, Saturday. So uh, that would be January 4th will be our return show. Ooh, yes, Wrestle Kingdom. Yes, and um, I, will, I will attempt... To watch some of that to um, get into our reviews, but between MLW and NXT UK, I have a lot to uh, to capture my attention. Yep. Very good. So uh, with that, I will bid you adieu, and I hope you have a very uh, merry Christmas. All right, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will. I've been your host, Elio Canella, along with Ben Pierce. We will talk to you all in the New Year. So, Ben, say goodbye to the fans. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Hashtag Home Alone. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. Red-nosed reindeer What? Had a very shiny nose What? And if you ever saw it You would even say it glows What? All of the other reindeer Used to laugh and call him names What? They never let poor Rudolph Join in any reindeer game What? Then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, What? Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? What? Then how the reindeer loved him, and What? As they shouted out with glee, What? Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, 
you'll go down in history. What? You'll go down in history. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so.